Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansing got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans. It's Tony Marchese, joined once again by NWI Steve here on the Sox on Tap postgame show. It is not a great day to be a White Sox fan. Uh, I'm rocking this this uh, nice giveaway promotional shirt brought to you by my Cubs fan neighbor who uh, went to the game today. I'm pretty sure that's why they lost. I'm sure Steve's going to have some words on that. But before we get into what was probably one of the toughest ball games to watch, at least the end results of this season. Be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow the show at Socks on Tap on Twitter, myself at Tony on Tap, Steve at NWI underscore Steve. Steve, man, I'll just give you the floor for initial thoughts here because uh, I need to continue drinking my beer. Hey, yo, Tone, I'm coming in hot. I'm just going to warn everybody right now. Here's the deal. This team was telling us that they still think that they can be a playoff team, that they still believe that they can win this division. Lucas Giolito thinks that he's a top-of-the-rotation starter. He believes he's a guy that should get $200 million. Guess what? You were handed a five-run lead against the Texas Rangers, a sub-500 team, a team that is not a contender this year, and you went out there, you laid a fucking egg, and you gave a goddamn game away again when you had a possibility and an opportunity to build momentum after coming in there after that big eighth inning yesterday. Emotional win. You got a chance to build momentum, and they go out there, and they give you a five-run cushion, and you fucking cough it up against that team? That's bullshit. I don't want to hear any more of this nonsense about Lucas Giolito being an ace. I don't want to hear anything about Lucas Giolito being a guy that deserves $200 million. Kiss my ass. Jacob deGrom isn't doing that. Max Scherzer isn't doing that. Justin Verlander isn't doing that. You know what those guys do? Those guys that get those big money contracts, those top of the rotation ace pitchers, they go out there and they bury a team like the Texas Rangers when they get a five-run lead when your team needs you to start building momentum. Absolute bullshit. And Steve, I think that statement that you just made there is echoed throughout the hearts and minds of many White Sox fans right now, myself included. You know, I, I Lucas Giolito was a guy that I had a lot of belief in back when he was first acquired by the Chicago White Sox. I thought he was going to be a guy who was your number one, number two, maybe number three guy. He had the potential. Again, Yohan Mancata, former top prospect. Lucas Giolito, former top prospect. Um, and we'll get to the other guy that I just mentioned in just a minute here. But, Steve, guys had one good season so far. One really good above-average season. And for some reason, he doesn't catch as much slack as I think that he really should at this moment. And it's nice to hear it now. After you wait around for a couple of years, you had White Sox fans this past offseason season 
clamoring for this front office to just settle an arbitration, give them some more money. And this is what you're treated back with a dog shit performance in the fifth inning of today's ball game. And yes, it's just one inning, but that one inning changed the trajectory of and the you know entire and, fucking and, and, ball and Tony, game. I gotta, I gotta interrupt you again here for a second because I just got pissed off even more looking at the sequence of events in that fifth inning when he gave up the four runs, they had eight, nine and one. Do up that inning. You go out there, you give up a single to Brad Miller. You give up a single to Eli White. You walk Marcus Simeon. The bottom part of the order generated four runs when your offense, when Jake Berger went out there and hit a fucking piss rod to give you a five-run lead. Go out there, take the ball, and shove it up their ass and said no. You go out there and you lay a bunch of cookies for the bottom part of the order and you let that dog shit team back in the game and ultimately let them steal one on you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I, there's there's no there's no excuses for this, and you know I, I was listening to the post game show for a little bit, Steve, and you know Ozzy was talking about this. He goes, well, you know, obviously the the White Sox had a, a short bullpen today, uh, and you got the pregame comments from Tony Larusa about you know I'm not going to say who's available, who's not available. We'll see who gets up in certain spots. Ozzy was suggesting that you go back to Lucas Giolito for another inning. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, no, the guy's fucking serving up cookies, like you just said, to the bottom of the Texas Rangers order and getting slapped around the ballpark. You see the demeanor change. Then his handler has to go out there, and his handler is Ethan Katz, to go out there to try and calm him down. When has that fucking worked, Steve? And that's just like an eye test question. What's going on here? Do the White Sox have Ethan Katz? on this roster just to keep this guy calm who demands $200 million and, and, and needs his high school coach uh, route. Like I, I just, it, it looks sickening to me. The more that this goes on over and over again, Steve, where your guy, the guy who's supposed to be your rate, like this shouldn't have even been a ball game that you're talking about a loss here on Saturday because you had a five run lead with your ace on the mound and then you get, slapped around like this that's what's fucking embarrassing twice this week this team lost games when they scored nine runs think about that for a minute all the problems they've been having scoring runs all season twice put nine runs on the board the offense is showing signs of life this week for the first time all season and you go out there and you lose another one like this you know what this game really highlighted for me today and I was talking with with our buddy Andrew Kinsler about this at the ballpark. You know who this team really misses right now that I didn't think they were going to miss as much this season? Crochet? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because when Lucas Giolito started having his meltdown, that was the spot to go to Garrett Crochet right there and try to get, you know, sit five five day five to nine outs mm-hmm. out of him to try to bridge a gap right there. That was the spot for him, and they don't have him. Yeah, and I think right now one of the biggest needs that the White Sox have is the bullpen. And that's shocking for me to be sitting here saying right now because you have like four outfielders plus a couple of guys that you stick in the outfield that I know you don't consider them outfielders. You've got Danny Mendick who's come up a little bit hot. Then you've got big problems in the bullpen. Steve, thoughts? Yeah, you know, it's funny you talk about um, the guys in the outfield that shouldn't be there. Let's talk about that for a minute because the game-tying run in the seventh inning scored as a result of a poorly executed relay 
between Andrew Vaughn, who is not a right fielder, and Leori Garcia, allowing, I, I can't remember who the runner was, to advance to third base because of an error that ultimately then scored on a sacrifice fly. That 90 feet allowed the tying run to score in that situation. That's the reason why this game had to go into extra innings in the first place. So once again, the dumb fuckery out there defensively cost this team again on top of your ace going out there and not shoving when he was given a five-run lead. Yeah, it sucks, Steve, to sit here and talk about the White Sox offense scoring nine runs and still managing to lose a ball game. And it's like, we sat here through the first couple of, of months of White Sox baseball waiting for the bats to come around. Are they ever going to come around? This team can't hit. There's still guys who are slumping. But you're putting up nine runs. You should be winning a lot of ball games. The pitching and defense has been absolutely abysmal. I've been talking about this. You and I have had conversations about this. For whatever the reason, they just find different ways to lose games. If it's a stretch, the offense isn't hitting. And then if the offense just does decide to start hitting, the defense lets you down. Or the bullpen has a meltdown. Or the starting pitching doesn't, doesn't get the job done. Or if you have a scenario where you get some good timely hitting and, and the starting pitching is fine, then the bullpen will collapse. Or the defense will, again, fuck, fuck it up somehow. They have played maybe – you could probably count five games all season – Last night being one of them, the first game against the Dodgers being being another, that they have played quality baseball from start to finish for nine innings. Complete team victories are what yeah. we're looking for. Yeah, um, yeah it, 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 today could have been one. Today could have been another one. It should have been. It should have been. And, you know, you got that five-run lead, and, and this it, it's got to be demoralizing if you're – a White Sox offensive player, a guy like Jake Berger, who's just out there mashing right now. And then you watch your defense just go give it away. Berger was the DH today, so he was not in the field to make uh, any errors at third base like we were talking about earlier this week. But, Steve, I'm just going to go up and down this, this lineup here. And there's one name that really sticks out and one thing that we haven't talked about yet. That's Yasmani Grandal, a guy who was just heating up. He had... I think seven hits over the last five ball games, including a very clutch double yesterday. And then I believe it was the third inning of today's ball game injured running to first base. Tell me if that's a story you've heard before. That's the story of the 2022 white Sox, and already, um, Searching on and going through the timeline on Twitter.com. Carlos Perez was scratched from the lineup down in Charlotte. So you know what that means. Yes, and that was talked about on the post-game show. Uh, Call-up candidate, Sebi Zavala, Carlos Perez. Uh, Perez is somebody that uh, they mentioned that uh, TLR has praised in the last two spring trainings for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, I don't have stats on this guy, Steve. Uh, I know Sebi was swinging a hot bat down in Charlotte. I think he was hitting over 280, a couple two-tree bombs, a little bit more than that. Uh, You saw Sebi Zavala up here last year. It looks like it's going to be Perez that gets the call. No word yet on if Yasmani Grandal is going to have an IL stint here. But once again, as you're starting to get your pieces back, it's always something. Yeah, it it really is. And so now because of that, because Perez is not on the major league roster, or excuse me, on the 40-man, somebody is going away. 
whether it's going to be the, the two most likely candidates are Anderson Severino and your mean Mercedes. So which one of those guys is going to lose their 40 man spot? Because now they have to bring Carlos Perez up and it's just, it's, it's always something we talk about this and we joke about this in the group text all the time. You think things are going to start to turn Lance Lynn coming back on Tuesday, Timmy taking ground balls, speculation that he's going on rehab assignment down to Charlotte later on, or, or excuse me, the early part of next week. And now Yaz goes down. It just, they can't, for whatever the reason, get this whole group assembled for any length of time. And it just looks like that's just what the situation is going to continue to be. Well, you got to make do with what you have. And when you're making do with nine runs, apparently you need some work on pitching and defense because I would say it's a recipe for success when your offense is able to put up those kind of numbers. Nine runs on 15 hits. It's a lot of offense. There's, there's, there's something like like three and six or three and seven in games when they score seven runs or more this year. Yeah, I don't know what that what That's that absurd. is. I don't know what that is. You, you, maybe these pitchers working with run support is bad. I don't know. Maybe you're taking your foot off the gas. There's there's something there. But Steve, man, we've been talking about this for almost 15 minutes. The Yasmani Grandal thing scares me. Knowing that he had uh, there was an article this morning from NBC Sports Chicago uh, where Yaz uh, was interviewed and you know said that once he gets his legs underneath him, it's going to be full go. And then a couple hours later, you're seeing him come off the field with trainers and Tony Larusa. You, you can't right. You can't make this stuff up. Everything that can go wrong for this team in 2022 is going wrong, and there's just no words for it. There's no explanation for it. For guys collectively slumping the way they have, the injuries to significant players, both in the starting rotation. Uh, the bullpen and in the everyday lineup, it's just one thing after another with this group. And we've literally got to a point here where now it's June 11th and it's really hard to look at this thing and think it's just not their year. Well, I'm hoping that I'm clipping that and quoting it later, Steve. I, I am too. Cause trust me, I want to be wrong. Yeah, anybody who I know knows me, anybody who knows me knows I want to be wrong that for Better or worse, I allow this fucking baseball team to impact my mood more than I should. And right now, I'm not real happy. Yeah, no, I don't think a lot of people are, Steve. But, uh, you know, it's Saturday night. There's other things to do. Maybe you watch the Charlotte Knights tonight, you know. Might be might be fun. Uh, Steve, do you have any final thoughts on today's ball game before we talk about what is going to go down tomorrow at 35th and Shields? My final thoughts are this. I'm pissed off, and everybody in that clubhouse should be pissed off. Very fair point. I think that uh, I think they probably are. I think they are. I think you can hear it uh, when you're, you're listening to interviews with these guys. I think that uh, if you're Lucas Giolito after this one, you're probably pissed at yourself. Um, I think one of the only guys uh, in that pitching staff who isn't pissed with their body of work today might be Jimmy Lambert. Um not going to get out of here without giving some credit where credit's due. He's struggled at the big league level. At times, we've all watched it. I thought he had a great performance today. I'm just kind of beaten down, and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, washing this one away with a couple of Budweiser. Steve, we got a ball game tomorrow. 
to preview the pitching matchup for us? Got Michael Kopech on the mound. We've seen him go out there against top quality opponents against the New York Yankees, against the Los Angeles Dodgers, particularly his last outing earlier in the week on Tuesday against the Dodgers, pumping strikes with consistency. He had eight strikeouts in six innings. That was one of the best performances that we have seen from him in a White Sox uniform. Definitely would love to see him go out there, follow that up. Same mentality, same mindset, working ahead early and often with that power, high spin fastball, putting guys away. This team needs a win bad because if they can't find a way to win this series against a poor Texas Rangers team, I don't know. Steve's going to be even more unhappy. The, the, mad, the mad online meter is going to be real high if they don't find a way to get this win tomorrow. I think the, the charts might get broken. Um, yeah, and we'll probably keep hearing it from fans in the stands and, and online and, and just, you know, passing by on the street. Uh, at this point, uh, the morale is low, so to speak. Uh, Steve, you need Michael Kopech tomorrow. You need him to show up. You need him to shove. I have every uh, ounce of faith that he will, uh, just given his body of work so far this year. Do you have a pick to click for tomorrow? Michael Kopech. Same, same. This is this is ace time. Take it from Lucas Giolito. Yes. Show him how to win a baseball game, and not fuck it up. That's, That's all you got to do you're, if you're, you're Michael Kopech tomorrow. Your top of the rotation guys, your true aces, your Jacob DeGroms, your Max Scherzers, your Justin Berlanders. When your team needs you. When you are in a skid and you need a win, they say, fuck it, get on my back, let's go. We're getting a win today. Let's see it from Kopech tomorrow. And that's 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 what I want to see too, Steve. I, I, I just there's there's no more time for is this guy the ace, is that guy the ace, who's the ace? Let the pitching establish who that is. I think Michael Kopech has a wonderful opportunity for not only the White Sox, but for himself to go out there and show the rest of the staff that this is his rotation tomorrow. And I think most White Sox fans in the national media will agree if he goes out there and shoves that uh, he's starting to take the reins, uh, so to speak, of this rotation. Uh, again, Lance Lynn due back on Tuesday, but I think Michael Kopech really has an opportunity here to set himself apart, even past Dylan Cease, uh, just with recent performance. Uh, to put himself as the clear-cut ace of this rotation. Steve, this is a shorter show today. Don't really want to spend too much time talking about this brutal, ugly, ugly White Sox loss to the Texas Rangers by a final of 11-9. to That's all I have. Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow Steve. He's going to be mad online for the rest of the night. You know it at nwi underscore steve you follow me at tony on tap follow the show at socks on tap if you aren't watching us on youtube hop in there like subscribe so you can hop in the comments that's all i have for today steve need more beer ain't that the truth white Sox forever white Sox for life <laughs>